The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. We've got something a bit different today, a WA Gold and Nickel Explorer that plans to be coming to the Stock Exchange early in the new year through a compliance relisting of the ag tech company CropLogic. CropLogic also dabbled in hemp farming, but the company went up in smoke in July 2020 when it went into voluntary administration. A deed of arrangement signed in March 21 handed the company back to directors who then went looking for a brighter future. They settled on gold and nickel exploration in WA, with the company to be renamed Olympia Metals. It is raising 5 to $6 million from an issue of shares at 20 cents each, and following a consolidation of the old shares, Olympio will have a market cap of $9.7 to $10.7 million at the issue price. That's all that needs to be said about the old crop logic. It is onwards and hopefully upwards with Olympio in the new year with its portfolio of projects in the eastern goldfields and up at Halls Creek. We have Sean Delaney with us today to tell us about the Olympio story. He is a non-executive director of CropLogic, but is due to become Olympio's managing director when the recapitalization, rejuvenation and redirection of what was CropLogic is complete. So with that, I'll say good day, Sean. Hello, Barry. How are you? Thanks for, thanks for having me. Uh, Sean, before uh, getting into Olympio's uh, prospects and plans, it'd be great if you could give people a bit of a feel for your uh, professional career today. Yes, thank you, Barry. Well, I arrived uh, in Australia in 19, 1989, along with lots of other Irish people seeking adventure, but I came to Kalgoorlie at the beginning of 1990 uh, on the Indian Pacific, which is a very long long train ride, and I got uh, I joined the uh, the drilling game with Glinderman and Kitching as my first foray into the exploration industry. Mm-hmm. So I spent several years in the in the drilling industry and downhole surveying, and then I, I decided as a mature age student, I better it was a young man's game, so I better convert to accounting. So I completed my studies as a mature age student in, in Australia and uh, moved into the corporate world and moved uh from Kalgoorlie down to Perth in 2007, and a bit. So I've pretty much been involved in the resources industry for 30 years. Yeah. Broad range of uh, roles from in the field to corporate roles. Alrighty. Um, now, what about some of the others behind Olympio? Some names that we might know. So Simon 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 Andrew is the he's the chairman. He's on the board of. Uh, Crop Logic and was part of the team, I guess, that introduced the shell to us. He's an experienced corporate person who's on the board of a couple of other companies, including Recharge and Mamba, uh, ex analyst with Hartley's. Okay. And mm-hmm. Aidan Platel's joined us on the board uh, of Olympia. He's experienced geologist. He brings some technical expertise to us, CCMD of Auroch Minerals. Mm-hmm. Smart Geo to keep to uh, give us some technical input. Uh, the the projects so the projects were put together by the group at Rocktivity Mining led by Dan Houghton, 
who's um, who's the founder of Rocktivity, Rocktivity Mining. And so that's so we're still we're still building the our field teams. Barry mm. still still on, on the lookout for experienced geologists. We have Trent Egling working with us, who's who actually pegged the ground at Halls Creek. So he's very experienced, passionate geologist. My type of geo. He loves he loves the outdoors. Mm. He loves his family, and he's passionate about exploration. Passionate about finding finding a resource, not to not necessarily sitting in the office and taking a wage. Mm-hmm. So he's been a great, great help so far and will um, will be a shareholder in the new venture and, and hopefully we'll keep him involved. Again, just before jumping into the projects, uh, uh, why the compliance listing route and not a you know, straightforward IPO? Well, it's it's interesting question. It's often shells, shells, I guess, are often frowned upon, but we had, we came into contact with CropLogic through Simon Andrew, as I said, and they the CropLogic is a, a shell, as you explained uh, previously, which we didn't. None of us have any previous dealing with. Uh, but they, it's forty six percent owned by Atlas Capital Markets, which are a UK and US fund, and they've they've they put money previously into uh, the projects in CropLogic, which obviously hasn't worked. But they now own forty six percent of the shell after the after the, uh, the the consolidation and they've decided they'll come in with some future funds into the IPO so really that'll just give us okay. a cornerstone mm-hmm. investor you know which we which we felt had some value so a new new board cornerstone investor and yes unfortunately the previous shareholders of CropLogic have the mums and dads have lost will have lost um, funds but that's the nature of the speculative industry so that that's unfortunate but a new new board and we'll try to revive some value for the shareholders of the show, I think roughly the they get carried forward with about eighteen percent of the uh, uh, the new company. So yeah, eighteen percent on the, once once they relist based on their contribution to the the IPO, mm, which is a better outcome than we get a lot of times with uh, companies that go into voluntary administration. So yes, for sure, and their future, and they've they've they're keen to fund future projects. So we feel we'll have a strong supportive cornerstone investor plus a company that's willing to stand by us to, f- to fund future acquisitions and projects that we might do. So so all in all, based on that, the shell we thought was a reasonable mm. a reasonable outcome. And plus we had we had uh, Peter Gray at Moores who uh, was a part of the team, I guess, related to CropLogic, who was pr- doing all the ASX compliance on the Chapter 1 and 2. So we, we had a corporate – we had that corporate side of it sorted out as well as – as well as a strong shareholder. How would you describe the overarching strategy? Is it um, are you uh, looking for the next ten million ounce gold deposit, or would you is it you going down a pathway of uh, you know early production cash flow that sort of uh, strategy? Well, yeah, well, we we acquired the Rocktivity acquired the the Mulwari projects. We purchased those early on this year, and that's that. that the Mulwari projects are really in the middle of a three million ounce field. Pretty much surrounded by Oroband mining, so you've got two million ounces of resources still remaining. There has been one point two million ounces have been produced there over time, and the ground that we've got is relatively underexplored, given given the fact that it's in the middle of a prolific gold area. So really, so we purchased that for the gold the gold prospectivity, uh, because there's a lot of the work there hasn't been a lot of work done on that ground probably since since the eighties. 
So really, we're we're probably not going to find the next super pit there, you know, in, in real terms. But we have three, four hundred thousand ounce sort of deposits on our boundary there, trending into the ground. We've got so we've got we've got mills close by. So if we find another, you know, if we find a two or three hundred thousand ounce deposit on that ground, then that's really, you know, that really sets us up to either uh, be taken out, I guess, by somebody else, or to produce to produce gold from that deposit and process it at you know one of the nearby plants so that's so we saw that we saw that as a good option with some future consolidation of the ground holdings nearby uh, and another ground that we've got uh, um you know that hasn't been worked that well and since and since we acquired since we acquired the Mowari projects then uh, red dirt acquired the mount ida project a few months ago as a copper gold project but they have released some significant lithium results since then and we're on our projects are on the same geology to the south of mount ida so now we're we're obviously reviewing a pegmatite occurrences throughout the projects that we've got which had never been looked at before and orabanda the same thing have announced that pegmatite occurrences to the west of the riverina project which trends east west into our ground so we so so we bought it for the gold prospectivity if you like but the lithium has added an extra a nice extra bit of interest given the lithium market has been so hot this this year no, has it ever yeah mm-hmm. so the whole the holes creek i guess holes creek is totally different very underexplored area even though it's you know in western australia it's really it's it's, it's close close to the town of holes creek it's only you know 70k sort of drive we've got five separate separate prospects area prospect areas but very underexplored Given the fact that it's in Western Australia, and given the fact that it's been there's gold been mined in the Holes Creek area, mostly alluvial gold on these projects for many many years, and it's a very significant uh, alluvial mining area. But very little work has been done to find the source, the primary source of the of the gold there, which is what Trent's uh, Trent's thesis is. So we're very excited about an area that's. Very underexplored, but lots of historic workings. Uh, so, so I guess two different projects. And just uh, cutting back to uh, the projects of Mowari, um, there's also one up uh, near Leonora, Camelot, not all that far from King of the Hills, where what was it, three, four, five million ounces nowadays? Yes, King of the Hill, big, big, big project. Uh, well, that's Camelot, yes, a couple of small uh, tenements up there, which we haven't even. We haven't even looked at yet, if you like, Barry. So we've still got. So yeah, we're excited to have some ground up in that area. Um, so there's still work to be done on, you know, the review and getting out on the ground there. But certainly in the right address. How's the fundraising going? Well, we're try- we're uh, going through the the process. We've raised some some initial seed funds. So we're talking to our friends in the broking industry just to get some seed some seed funds. Um, raised in the next month or so, I guess, because we're still we're planning to get on the ground. We have got some, we've got a drone mag project uh, uh, planned for Halls Creek, and we've got to get it. We want to get on the ground and do some sampling of the pegmatites and mapping of the pegmatites and more worry. So uh, the the broking industry, as you can appreciate, Barry is uh, they've had a big year and everyone's winding down. So we're just. Uh, we've, we've decided just to do some seed money now, and then we'll we plan to do our relisting or IPO. It's referred to as an IPO, even though it's a relisting 
in February when everyone's refreshed and back back on deck. So just trying to raise a small amount of money just to tide us over, get started on the ground early in the new year. And when, uh, assuming the you know the five to six million dollar raise is completed in the new year, I was just uh, wondering what sort of uh, budget plans you have. Uh, you'd be hitting the ground hard. Yeah, yes, hitting the ground hard. Yeah, we've got drill targets lined up at in the Mulwari and the Mull Line projects, uh, based on some soil you know, some soil anomalies that we've already generated there from previous previous results. So some some drilling ready to go up there. We, as I said, we'll be mapping a, the pegmatites up there that may may lead to some further sampling and drilling. Then we'll get the Halls Creek uh, project ready to drill once the weather clears up up there. We've got some walk-up drill targets on Woodward Range, which is one of the Halls Creek projects. Soil anomaly, 4K soil anomaly with 100 PPB golds walk-up drilling targets there which we're very excited about trent's excited about um we'll have the results of the mag the mag survey early uh, at, at dry creek and uh, we think the structures run along the creek beds there so uh, drilling will be able to get straight into the drilling um at halls creek as well yeah so we're hoping for a strong news flow as soon as we as soon as we get to market now, obviously, these things are results-driven. You make a nice hit, uh, money won't be a problem. But I was just wondering what that five to six million would cover. Is that a two, three-year program you've mapped out? Yeah, two, two year at the moment. Two years is at the moment, Barry. Yeah, look, we've got, you know, depending, I guess, depending on early stage successes or how the projects are going, uh, you know, future acquisitions. But two years planning. Uh, but we want, we don't want to fall in love with projects that are that are not producing results so we'll certainly be moving uh we'll be moving on moving on our projects aggressively exploring and uh, not not sitting around um you know falling in love with projects that are not generating results it's like asking who your favorite child is of course but uh, if you had to say what your flagship quote-unquote project is at this stage what who uh, which one would you nominate Interesting question because initially I had Halls Creek was my my personal favourite based on the, my discussions with Trent and working through the reasons why he pegged this ground and the you know historic you know high grades high grade you know gold samples and and his thesis I guess on an intrusive based mineralisation system there so so really Halls Creek I I, I thought oh this is my favourite my favourite one of the two but. Since uh, with a bit with a bit more, bit more work on the Mawari the Mawari project area and a bit um, more input from Aiden, I guess on the technical side of it, yeah. So now I'm thinking Mawari, and obviously we can get on the ground quick quicker there. So I'm so my my favourites have shifted, but I think Halls Creek has obviously got the potential maybe for something big, maybe for something bigger because the, that area is really underexplored. So who knows what's there? Um, you know. Um, Pantoro have got just released a big sort of PGE discovery there, which is close to the Nicholson mine, just across from our sort of Woodward Range project. So who knows what's there? I feel that that's an area that just has not had much work work, work on it. Now, I obviously made a mistake in the introduction there. I forgot to nominate uh, lithium, which is a, an unfolding story. But I, I did mention nickel, and nickel, the nickel focus is that that's up in the Horse Creek area, is it? Yeah, well, there's well, – there's, um, independence. I've got a lot of ground pegged up there, all around the, the northern part of our Halls Creek project. But we do have one cane grass project at 
in the Mulwari region, which has got a nickel anomaly, you know, through there that has never been that hasn't been drill tested. So there's possibility there's possibility of getting out there and putting some holes into that and seeing whether uh, those soils are leading leading to anything on uh, the cane grass project near Mulwari. So small nickel a small nickel focus as well as as the gold. All right. Now, obviously, uh, hen farming is not part of the forward plan. Um, <laughs> but we've had no part of that. We've had no part of that. No. With the mix of gold, nickel, and lithium, um, any other commodities that uh, appeal, or you you think you've got all bases covered there, pretty much? Well, we think. I mean, the, the lithium is obviously in, in the middle of a, a mini boom now. So who knows how long that'll last? But gold has been a long term. A long-term favourite, and you know we love gold naturally. I've been in the industry for a long time, so so we love gold, but always on the lookout for future, you know, for other projects perhaps that are a bit more advanced. So yeah, we're we're on the lookout. Yeah, the interesting thing with gold too, um, with the juniors, is we've seen a lot of M and A activity in twenty-one. People predicting more in twenty-two. Where established producers looking for the three or four or five hundred thousand ounce uh, to add bolt on to their, you know, run through their own treatment plants with trucking, uh, not necessarily an issue anymore. Hundred k's, two hundred k's, in some cases, uh, change some of the dynamics for the juniors, which is uh, great to see. Absolutely, yeah. We've got we're only thirty k's, I guess, from the Davyhurst processing plant. You know, Paddington's within range. So exactly right. You find two or three hundred thousand ounce deposit there, and you're a target for someone else to pick it up. Alrighty then, Sean. If we could uh, just give uh, investors a feel for where you're at now and what they should be looking out for as uh, 2022 opens up. Well, I say just yeah, I guess just to summarise, yeah, we're just in the process of just putting together some seed money to do finalise a couple of things in our in our acquisition and to do some uh, early exploration work at Halls Creek and to get on the ground and more worry. Uh, we've crop logic is still suspended, but that will have to go through the process of a notice of meeting and a name change to to Olympio, and we're hoping that people will get on board for a listing or relisting or an IPO, as they call it, in February in February 2022, when everyone's back on board and ready to go for, for a new year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, interesting story, the pathway chosen uh, to bring these assets to, to the market through the compliance listing. A bit different, but um, take... Uh, Acknowledge that when you can, it creates a cornerstone investor relationship straight up, which will uh, presumably make access to capital when the story is right uh, all that much easier. So, with that, Sean, I'm going to say thanks very much for your time today. All the best with it, and we'll look out for it in 2022. Great. Thank you very much, Barry, for having me. Cheers. Bye bye.